Hello, it's Crystal Clear. I'm your host. In fact, I'm hosting a lot of things. You are listening to more Morgulons. Let's make a connection. We got a common infection. Let's share our thoughts. Oh, me? I'm really starting to think they're nanobots. Whether insect bite or injection. We got this crazy ass infection. Keep up the fight. Clearly I'm keeping it light. Let's keep it light. Let's keep it true. It's not just about me. It's about you, too. Today we'll hear from a couple of listeners. And I want to talk about tissue engineering. Our story starts in the late 1980s. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the story of our skin. I want to go to my happy place. Do you find it weird that all the highest priests of AI and tech are freaking out and doing all these interviews and articles about, like, Mayday, Mayday, AI, we're about to go Skynet, and the world shrugs and just goes back to watching TikTok? Not all of us. And what can we do? I'll tell you what we can do. We can do the thing we do best when we're at our best, and that's connect. I promise you, if there's any life-saving, as close to a cure type of medicine that you can get for this disease, it is human connection and care and compassion and Morgulon's fashion. Y'all, I found a crazy hairball in my pants last night. All right, thanks for listening and stay tuned. Hey, check this out. So I was talking to AI and I asked it a question about Morgulon, specifically some of the findings in the CDC study back in 2012. And I said, hey, if you were working at a DOD lab between 2008 and 2011, because that's the year that AFIP, the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology Lab, closed, if you were working there between 2008 and 2011, examining histology samples, which just means tissue samples, biopsies, and you came up with results for the presence of polyethylene glycol, silica, and cellulose. What are some of the interpretations of those results that you might have? And it said, that's a very specific question. I'm not an expert in histology, but based on my web searches, I can tell you some possible interpretations of these findings. Cellulose is a polysaccharide that forms the main component of plant cell walls and some algae. It's also used as a biomaterial for various applications such as wound dressing, drug delivery, and tissue engineering. Cellulose can be detected in histology specimens by using special stains such as periodic acid, shift, PAS, or calcaflower white. Polyethylene glycol, PEG, is a synthetic polymer that has many uses in medicine, biotechnology, and nanotechnology. It can be used to modify the surface of biomolecules, nanoparticles, and membranes to improve their solubility, stability, biocompatibility, and permeability. PEG can be detected in histology specimens by using infrared spectroscopy or mass spectrometry. Silica is a mineral that consists of silicone and oxygen. It is found in various forms, such as quartz, sand, and glass. Silica can be used as a filler catalyst, ab- adsorbent 
relevant, or coding material for various applications such as chromatography, drug delivery, and biosensors. Silica can be detected in histology specimens by using X-ray diffraction or energy-dispersive X-ray spectroscopy. Depending on the source and nature of the specimens, the presence of cellulose, PEG, and silica could have different meanings. For example, if the specimens were from plants or algae, cellulose would be expected as a natural component of their cell walls. PEG and silica could be contaminants from the environment or the processing of the specimens. If the specimens were from animals or humans, cellulose would be unusual, as it is not normally found in animal tissue. PEG and silica could be introduced by medical treatments or devices that use these materials. For example, PEG could be used to seal wounds or deliver drugs, and silica could be used to coat implants or sensors. If the specimens were from synthetic materials or devices, cellulose, PEG, and silica could be part of their composition or surface modification. For example, cellulose could be used as a biodegradable scaffold for tissue engineering. PEG could be used as a hydrophilic coating for membranes or nanoparticles, and silica could be used as a filler or catalyst for polymerization or degradation reactions. These are just some possible interpretations based on my web searches. You may need to consult with an expert in histology or related fields. And I asked, so how likely would it be that these findings were mere contaminants? I think it would be unlikely that these findings were mere contaminants because cellulose, PEG, and silica are not common substances that would be present in the laboratory environment or the processing of the specimens. They are more likely to be introduced by specific sources or treatments that use these materials. The presence of these substances could have significant effects on the properties and functions of the specimens. For example, cellulose could affect the structure and permeability of cell walls. PEG could affect the solubility and biocompatibility of biomolecules, and silica could affect the catalytic and adsorptive activities of nanoparticles. These effects could alter the results and interpretations of histology. These are some possible reasons why these findings were unlikely to be contaminants. However, you may need to verify this with more evidence and analysis. More evidence and analysis is indeed what is needed. I've been looking into laboratories that can test specimens, not necessarily histology, tissue, skin, biological specimens, human specimens, but just some of these materials. Y'all know what I'm talking about out there. Black specks, white fibers, gold hexagons, watermelon galons, shark's teeth, yeah, everybody got their own special pet names for Morgulons. Don't even lie, like you don't have special weird names you call your Morgulons. Oh look, here come the little potatoes. Hey, here's the clamshells. Here's the glass triangles. We all have different names for them. Let's build a gallery online where you can go and upload your, um, oh, I don't know, roughly 15,000 fucking images of Morgulons. Don't even lie, I know you got them. Um, if you've had this for more than a year, you definitely have 15,000 images of Morgulons on your phone. Erase them. Boy, no, don't erase them, don't erase them. Wouldn't it be great if somebody, somebody, <coughs> y'all, I got a lot of projects under my belt right now. I'm gonna tell you about a new one of them later, but um, what if we had a place to upload all of this Morgulon's porn, throw some AI image recognition on it, and have it categorize these items, these um, apparent artifacts of biotechnology. What did that robot say? Yeah, the robot with the 155 IQ. Einstein was 170 or something. Yeah, that guy, what did he say? He said, it's biosensors and nanotechnology and tissue engineering. All of the things that the longer you have this, the more apparent it becomes that that has to be 
If not the truth about Morgulons, it's at least the most probable provisional truth. Because it ain't no t- bacteria. Bacteria doesn't make my phone go blurry when I try to film it. And it's also uh, not visible to the naked eye. Um, hey, I'm not trying to talk down to anybody out there who's still in their strongyloids phase or whatever, you know, phase of Morgulons that you are in that makes you absolutely positive that this is Lyme's disease. This is actinic keratosis, this is scabies, this is whatever you have been told and told yourself. What's more important than the diagnoses and finding out, and well, I, I personally feel like it's already been found out what the fuck these things are, but building the case, showing the proof, though, though those things are very important, the most important thing is and will always be human connection. That's the life-saving emergency care that some of y'all need out there. So, on that note, let's hear from a listener. It's time to connect, y'all. Oh yeah, last thing. And by the way, when did these uh, technologies start up? The hydrogels, the tissue engineering, Oh, just the late 80s, early 90s. Same exact time that it looks like Morgulons probably got kicked off. Just saying. All right. Thanks. Stay tuned. Oh, my goodness. Me and technology are not friends. I forgot to mention that this is Marissa from New Hampshire. I had left you a message, you know, way back. Uh, again, if you didn't get the first message. So, <laughs> all right. That's all, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if my first message got sent. <laughs> it's probably pretty weird. You're like, probably like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> uh, that was the part two of the message. Uh, so... If it didn't get said, um, you know, I was just saying, uh, I it was really great for me to listen to uh, your breakdown in your car because I have those days just so much, you know. So, and uh, you know, I'm listening to the episode with Hannah. Um, you know, it's trip. It's just crazy. Uh, you know, I'll save the rest in the next one. So. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, uh, you know, it made sense. So, all right then. Yeah, it's such a trip. Just going back through it from the beginning. Uh, you know, I pushed all that shit out of my mind. I really just try not to think about it. It's the only way I can really uh, maintain any of my sanity. Uh, yeah, it's just, there's just so much, and my heart goes out to Hannah and everybody else who is just, like, realizing and what they're about to be dealing with, um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to you, send some love to you and the community, um, I hope everybody is doing well, and, uh, you know, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Hey, Crystal. This is Marissa again. Uh, something just dawned on me as I was just standing in my kitchen. You, I was listening to the episode where you're talking about, um, you know, the people 
like just like ran, the kid like randomly stabbing the other kid like that all that business I don't know my husband well soon to be ex well he's in prison now because out of nowhere like he was never physically abusive he put a gun to my head and like tried to kill me just one night so I don't know that just kind of struck me as maybe that's uh, a thing like for some reason um like people are just fucking acting out getting crazy for seemingly no reason you know uh but yeah so i just wanted to you know let you know that little bit of information it's just you know maybe see see what you thought about it um yeah Hey, Marissa. So good to hear from you, girl. So much appreciate the thoughts and well wishes, the energy, the vibes, and I am sending them right back out to you. Thank you so much for getting in touch and keep calling back. Love you, girl. Oh, snap. Shit. Marissa, I didn't even hear your last message before I published this episode. My apologies. This is a do-over. Um, fuck. I'm so glad you're okay. I mean, you're probably not okay after having a traumatic experience like that. Oh my god, my heart goes out to you. And, for that matter, to your soon-to-be ex in prison. That can't be a good place to be um, with that on your conscience, assuming he has a conscience. But either way... um, I'm glad you're free and in one piece. I find it very odd um, to have such an extreme act of aggression and life-endangering violence with absolutely no history of violence. That's pretty rare. I'm not a criminologist. I'm a psychiatric nurse, but uh, that's pretty rare. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, girl. I just know that, again... Something happened with sitting alone with something over time, getting beaten down, getting rejected, getting um, to a place of feeling helpless and maybe even hopeless. That makes people desperate and desperation always leads to extreme um, tragedy or possibly innovation. But we got to stick together you know, to keep ourselves from going down the wrong path. Um, don't sit with it alone. Don't be ruminating on it. Um, I'm so glad you reached out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Marissa. All right, all right. It's time for listener letters. I want to introduce all of you to a listener named Sarah from Ohio. Let's hear from her. And Sarah, if you're listening out there, Please, I did my best trying to read your letter in the spirit I thought you wrote it in. Hello, Crystal. I've been listening to your podcast on Spotify for a while now. Thank you for having the courage to create your podcast and putting yourself out there for all of us fellow Morgie subjects. I was so happy when I found your podcast because it was the only one that after I listened to it didn't make me want to take off screaming, running, to snatch everything I have in 
mine and my dog's and my hedgehog's medicine cabinets, then run to the kitchen grabbing every spice known to man, throw every raw and canned fruit and vegetable in it, the blender, gather all the spray bottles of the special Morgie killer spray of ammonia, 91% rubbing alcohol, borax, peroxide, lemon juice, hand sanitizer topped with distilled water, and then strategically place one in every room within easy reach, just in case. Oh my God, there's a fuzzy. That if I don't grab the bottle slowly, it will see me and disappear in moments. Mm, girl, who has not been there? Then turn on the stereo system and select from my quote, get rid of parasites and nanotech frequency and binary beat playlist I've created for my listening pleasure. Playing it so loud, all my neighbor's dogs, future puppies won't have fleas. Get get the five-gallon bucket, scrub the hell out of it so I'm sure nothing gets in my Morgie killing mix. Let it sit while I grab the roll of heavy plastic and get two pieces of it now that I can get within just a centimeter or two of the exact size needed since going through the, quote, having to have the everything covered in plastic phase longer than I'd like to admit. Yes. Grab this random. Grab the saran wrap, the value pack of 12, 24 non-lint paper towels, the mirror, and tweezers because every morgue person has to have a mirror and tweezers during their morgue killing spree. They're essential items. Stand in the middle of the plastic using the soup ladle just to add some humor to the situation and pour my mixture of I got those bastards this time with my soup ladle and special sauce <laughs> all over my body. Carefully, but quickly, pick up the plastic and throw it away in its own trash bag. Lay the other piece of plastic down, then wrap myself in saran wrap to heat the MFers up so they will die instead of escape. Wrap myself in a Faraday sheet, cocoon while the lights are flickering on and off, and I'm praying a random friend or family member, landlord, or my luck, the ex, doesn't pop in to see me laying on plastic in the middle of my floor in my very clean, spicy, radiation-free fruit roll-up I've created to convince myself that it's what must be done to kill the maniacal pricks so I don't have a mental breakdown. So I don't have a mental break of the me, myself, and Morgies. Okay, so that pretty much sums up my crazy since September 7th, 2020, when I discovered something wasn't right. That was my 48th birthday. Before that, I had a bad roommate that had a dog. After they left, I thought the dog had brought fleas into the house. I felt like I was getting bitten, and I had red spots on my legs from what looked like flea bites. I thought I had gotten rid of them, but then after my birthday, they came back with a vengeance, and it's been fucking hell since. Anyway, I'm sorry. I have to cut my story short. I have chores still to do, and my brain hurts and is exhausted. But if you'd like to hear more of my story, I'd be happy to share it. Before I go, here is some info that you may want to include in your geographical data collection. I'm now 50, but discovered the problem when I was 48 in September 2020. I've had COVID three times, but I'm not vaccinated. I did, however, all have all of my vaccinations when I was a child. My dad had polio when he was eight and lived in an iron lung for eight months of his life. He was one of the polio children vaccine test subjects. He was also one of the first Easter Seals children because of him having polio. I was a hairdresser for almost 10 years. When I was in my 20s, I've been a bartender, and now I'm in the energy industry and work from home. I used to believe I first, first got this in 2020, but I think I've had it much longer. And then what I realized, I was in my earlier 30s when I remember a spot that came just showed up on my head. At first, I thought it could be a tick that had embedded itself in my scalp. Lyme disease is bad in my area, so I asked my boyfriend to take a look and remove it if it was a tick. He said it wasn't and that it looked like a mole. I was taken aback by that because how does a mole just appear in one day? I've never heard of that. It really bothered me about it not being there one day, but being there the next. 
a few months after I was riding in the passenger seat with the window down and the sun was shining down on the side of my hair. I'm natural blonde in case you wanted to know that. Uh, out of the corner of my eye, I saw in the side mirror that I had a patch of white gray hair on the same side where that spot was. I remember thinking, damn, I'm too young to have gray hair already. What the hell? Now that I know what I know and seeing what I see, I believe that was the beginning of it. I have lived in the uh, Marietta, Ohio, which is also known as the Mid-Ohio Valley, DuPont dumped C8. I have lived in the Mid-Ohio Valley, Marietta, Ohio, du DuPont dumped C8 in our water since I was a child. I was a part of the C8 lawsuit against DuPont, among many others in this area. FYI, they made the coating that is put in the nonstick pans. I looked into that and found that they put nano in the coating. If I was to guess more than just C8, what has been in my drinking water for most of my life? I had uh, Graves' disease, hyperthyroidism in my 20s that they suspect the C8 caused. Then one day it was just fixed and has continued to function like it should. I'm experiencing lights flickering and turning on and off randomly. My microwave, refrigerator, and freezer handle just came off in my hand. You would have thought I was the Incredible Hulk as easy as they came off. My bathroom sink is chipping, and I've never had that happen before. Both temples on my prescription eyeglass literally fell off my face. Not because the screw came out, but because the eyelet on the temple that the screw just goes into broke in half. Not just one temple, but both of them. Yesterday, I was walking into the kitchen and the temple on my reading glasses broke off, but the temple didn't just break. A quarter of the lens also broke and was still attached to the temple. Never seen that in my 40 years I've worn glasses. The AC and heater vents in my house I have to constantly replace because the paint peels off and they rust. They end up looking terrible in just a few months. My car is infested and my dog, Turbo, and my hedgehogs, Clementine and Elsa, also have it. Since all of this and having COVID, I go through times of being an insomniac or feeling like I have narcolepsy when there's no in-between. I've struggled to keep a job because I struggled to keep my focus. I work from home and my laptop is essential to my survival. The last job I had, both of my professional laptops that I paid good money for, just quit working out of nowhere within two weeks of each other. That's never happened. Also, I feel the Morkies bother more when I'm in front of my computer and at times I struggle to stay awake. There have been times I wake up not realizing I was even tired and I've been out for three or four hours face down on my desk. I've never ever done that. I feel like these issues are I feel like these things are causing issues in this house, and I don't know if they are able to break things down, destroy things the way that way, or if they're able to cause tech problems and lights going off and on, but all this crazy stuff is happening, and I don't have any explanation for it. It makes me feel like I'm crazy sometimes. I tried to tell my sister that I had Morgellons, but that was only after... I tried to tell my sister that I had Morgellons, but that was only after I had Googled the symptoms, and that's what Google told me I had. I had never heard of Morgellons before. I was so excited to have found out what I... What it was that I called the moment I read what it was. I didn't look into what it was before I called her. I was so excited to tell her I had no idea, no one thought it was real, and that it was actually a mental issue that requires psychological help. So to my surprise, when I told my sister what I what happened was she snapped back at me and told me I was crazy and I needed to see a doctor. Long story short, my family called the sheriff's department to do a welfare check to try and have me committed all over me trying to explain to them what I was experiencing and going through. I was so humiliated when I opened the door to this Bigfoot woman sheriff telling me she had an anonymous call for a welfare check. I said, well, you're welcome to look around and chit chat to see if you think I needed a welfare check. I let her come in and see that my home was very clean. And after talking to me for a moment, she said, well, I'm not going to be needed here. Everything looks good to me. They 
hurt me so badly and made me doubt myself so much that I questioned everything I did. I even questioned my own sanity. It was a very bad time for me. Because of that, I have not spoke of having Morgellons to anyone that I know personally. I was able to finally come out of doubting myself, but I suffer in silence because their minds can't wrap the idea around the reality of what is happening truly to me and to so many others in the world today. Because of what I saw at the start of all this, I have always believed this to be a technology of some kind. I don't know if it's something that was put out naively, not realizing the catastrophic effects it would have on people on the planet, or if this was intentionally put out for harm. At this point, I don't really give a fuck. I just want to figure out how to kill it or shut it down. Because I have three beautiful granddaughters, and I know for a fact two of them have it also. So I can't stop fighting to figure it out. They deserve better than this disease for their whole lives. I have to figure this out for them. I'm sorry, this is really long, but this has been a long journey for me. I try to put a little humor in it because sometimes I just have to do that for my insanity. I hope you don't mind my silliness. You're welcome to email me back if you want. Thanks, Crystal. I appreciate everything more than you know. <laughs> Y'all, I'm crying. It's just like... <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for sharing your story. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. I'm sorry that you've been going through this alone. But as you said, it hasn't been alone because you're not the only person who has to deal with this. I do too. So does Hannah. So does Brandon. So does Abby. So does Kate. Jess, Isabella. So does Jeremy. So do, There are so many people out there feeling like they're having to go through this alone. You are not alone. We're all alone in this together. And if you want to connect and share your story, everybody wants to hear it. I promise you. Everybody wants to hear it. And some people will be extremely touched by it, like I'm touched by this story and all of your stories. So keep them coming. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.